0: Thank y'all for rocking with me. We still on season one. This is episode five. We are halfway through the season, and I got some more inspiring women with interesting stories coming on. In this particular episode, which is episode five, I'm featuring Maya Joel, and I thought her story was interesting. She went to school, got a four-year degree, got a corporate job, and... You know she decided that wasn't what she wanted to pursue anymore and she decided to go back into getting her beautician cosmetology license and pursuing entrepreneurship and building her own brand and i thought the story was interesting because you know a lot of people went to college for something and you may feel like oh this is what i'm stuck doing this is what i went to school for but she's definitely a trailblazer in that sense because she decided to do what she really wants to do so i think her story is really inspiring and i'm sure you'll be able to take some notes from this story as well
1: it has to work it has to work there is no other way it has to work and it's gonna work period
0: So yeah, scared money don't make money. That would have to be my philosophy. Even if it's a lot of people doing it, so what? You do it and you make yourself stand out doing it. Because you do so much
1: as a mother and as a wife and as an employee and as a sister and a a
0: daughter. And I think that's where we kind of mess up because we should always keep keep dreaming big, you know.
1: I think all moms should know that they're a life giver. You gave life
0: for a reason. The love that we have for our kids, I think it overpowers everything. How do you think it went overall? I mean, we both did good. I didn't cry, you didn't cry. (laughs) (laughs) We should be ashamed of ourselves. What kind of mothers are we? That was kind of fun. (laughs) We talk about everything else. Let's talk about money. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Money Mom Podcast. Today on the show, we have Shamaya. She's a hairstylist and owner of her own brand. Hey, Shamaya. Hey, Shamaya, care to introduce yourself? Okay. I'm so, I suck at introductions. But <laughs> <All right. laughs> so
1: my name is Shamaya. I go by Maya to most of my clients because they, They kind of get my name like all fudged up, but I go by Maya. Um, I am a hairstylist, licensed hairstylist at Let me add that in there. Also, I do own my own.
0: Hey, if you like the show, make sure you follow me on Instagram at The Money Mom Podcast. You can also find me on Facebook. Just look up The Money Mom Podcast. Reach out to me, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me know how you like the show. I appreciate it.
1: Brand um, of hair products that uh, that I make by hand, which is very interesting. I love what I love doing that. Um, But yeah, I'm a mommy, newly engaged. Yeah, that's about it.
0: <laughs> that's a lot going on. You are one person wearing a lot of hats. A
1: whole lot of
0: hats. Do you have any investments, Maya?
1: Okay, so right now, um, I've been experimenting with some things, you know, like stash and like, you know, the the stock things. Um, I've been practicing with um, owning stock with, cryptocurrency which is a really big thing right now like cryptocurrency is like blowing up right now so i'm kind of i'm i'm in the i'm in the market for learning that right now but as soon as i get a good handle on it it's something that i'm definitely gonna hop on because it's it's booming out there i've actually um took a few classes um read some books up on it and it's it's actually uh it's actually really, really interesting when you think about it. And um, it's all it is is just exchanging of currencies over um, technology. That's it. So, like, if you go to a foreign country and, like, say, for instance, you go to Jamaica and you want to spend Jamaican money, you just go to the foreign exchange counter and just trade out your American dollars for Jamaican dollars and that's pretty much how it works. So who whichever one has the greatest value, that's what you want to trade and that's how you want to trade it. And it's perfectly legal. <laughs> People do it all the time. The only difference is is that nowadays um, nowadays it's done over technology instead of actually going to that that country to do it. So it's perfectly legal. A lot of people are quest- question it a lot, but you know, when you do your own research and you fact check everything, and you know, you read the laws behind it, you know, just to make sure you're safe on your end. I, I think it's very interesting. Um, another one of my investments uh, with my hair, my hair care brand is called um, Luxe Hair Care. I am currently expanding it to different products. Um, I just recently um, launched my male hair care part. Well, it's more a beard care, but the products can be doubled as hair care as well. Um, My products are very universal, very universal. They can be used for a lot of things, natural hair, relaxed hair, transitioning hair. So those are just a couple of my investments on top of a a few other, other things that I'm looking into as well.
0: Okay, you are phenomenal. Look at you. <laughs> I'm trying, <girl. laughs> But I like what you said about, um, you know, as far as the, uh, like the cryptocurrency and right. things like that. That's a different way of looking at it. Like it, you really are just exchanging one type of money for another. That, yeah, that's all it is. And in doing my research, um, I know that people are using that to avoid taxes. And once I, I realized <laughs> once I realized that I'm like this is not going anywhere cuz nobody wants to pay taxes. No. So <laughs> no.
1: no, Bitcoin
0: no. will be around. Yes. And um yes. And yes. In- and
1: go ahead. Oh no, I was just I was just thinking like yeah, a lot of people turn this into businesses, like full-blown businesses. And when you do your research about it and you read up on it, it's like you literally make your money work for you, like literally, like (laughs) you don't have to come out of pocket with too much until you first enter the market. Of course, you have to put some money down and invest in it of upfront. But once you get the hang of how to read the charts and how to read everything, like your money will like really work for you for real.
0: Yeah, you have to invest some time. Like you said, you've been reading books and stuff like that mm-hmm. before you just, you know, put your money into it. And I do wanna um dig a little deeper into one thing. I know that you went to JSU. Woo, hey. <laughs> yes. And um how is it? Cause I know being a hairstylist, you know, is it's different, maybe from what you went to school for, so can you explain that transition from one thing into the next?
1: Okay, so I went to Jackson state um I finished fall of twenty thirteen um my bachelor's degree in psychology, and I love it i mean i i love I love my field that I worked in, but psychology is a very, very, very broad. Subject Like it's not always that um, come to the counselor's office and sit on their chair and talk to them about your problems. I mean, that's one that's one field. But psychology is very broad. Um, You can use it in everything that you do because it's more about connecting with people and understanding people than it is what people think it is. Um, But I I mean, if you think about it, we do psychology every single day when we're out with the public. You know, we do it every day and don't even realize it, how how deeply embedded it is into what we do every day. Um, But being a hairstylist, it was kind of a transition, but I I kind of already had the skill for it anyway, Um, And to be honest, I really, that's really what I wanted to do when I got out of high school. But then, you know, how you have people behind you and they're like, you should do this and you should do that. And, you know, they really didn't, at first, they really didn't see. The benefit of it, because that was that was years ago. I mean, the hair industry has been is booming consistently, but back then it was just like they wanted us to go to college, get that college education, and you know do all of that. So when I did that, I still felt unfulfilled, and it wasn't until I was let go of um, from one of my jobs that I've had years back that actually like prompted me to make the decision because I just walked into work one day and they just was like, okay, we're cutting back. And I'm like, y'all could have just sent that in an email. Like I, if I had to drive 30 minutes up here for y'all to tell me to go back home, like, <laughs> and um, I had, then I had so many things going on. Like I had like credit card debt, I had all kind of craziness going on, like that I kind of, messed up during my early 20s and i was trying to get everything together and back on track and then that happened and then it's like i hit a roadblock and i like i almost went into like a slight depression just a little bit because it's like how could i like yesterday everything was fine and then today Mm -hmm. i'm on the brink of losing everything you know and then you know my fiance he you know, we were together then. And I just was like, babe, I don't know what to do. And he was just like, just do what your spirit wants you to do. And, you know, I went back and forth about it, you know, but I had, um, his cousin, cause she actually graduated from hair school and, um, she went to school too, but she was like, yeah, you should just really do it because you do it on the side anyway. Cause it was a, it was a side hustle for me when I was at JSU for a Long time, just you know, just to make some extra coins. You know, being on campus is you broke, like you ain't got no money. You eat noodles every day, like you know. It was just something that I could do to have some extra pack, some extra cash in my pockets. And I didn't think that it was going to evolve into like a full blown career for me that I could see success in. I just thought that it was just something for me to get some extra cash. But I mean the transition was honestly fairly easy like it it's like one of those things where in life where you're doing things that you're supposed to do and it just works out
0: yeah 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 it sounds like the hardest thing was making a decision to do that but um one thing i can see in you is that your college education like the way you talked about investments Mm -hmm. like you you apply that to the way that you approach your business and investing. And that's really cool. You know, um, a lot of women go through that. A lot of people go through that. Like, you know, you thought that you were going to do this with your life mm-hmm. and to go into a different field, like, but you went in and you're doing really well with it. So yes, yeah, very inspirational. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shamaya, what's the best and fi- best and worst financial advice you've ever been given? All <laughs> right? All right.
1: <laughs> <I> honestly, <laughs> the worst advice I was given, and I'm not going to say this to, for everybody, but for my life, it was definitely going to college and getting them student loans. Like, when I okay. say, I mean, because you got to think about it. For me, I was an out-of-state student. I didn't go to school in-state. So okay. I had all these fees and charges and all this extra stuff. Like, when I was in high school, you know, I was, you know, you know, the BISA program. You know, I had that, you know, the $20,000 scholarship. But when you go out of state, that 20000 gets real short, real quick. <laughs> So, I I mean, I had other scholarships and things like that with being in the band at JSU. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I had scholarships. I had, you know, book scholarships and things like that, you know. um, And I had little, you know, little stipend things from Upward Bound too. But when you actually out there, like, (laughs) it was for Jackson State when I was there, for me being out of state, The first two years, it was like eighteen grand a year to go there, and that was like out of state tuition. You know, like it's it's expensive. So I literally had to split up my twenty thousand for four years, and that was like five grand a year. So when you split it up like that, you know, I got five grand a year from you know BSOP, and then. You know, I probably got like five grand in in, um in um what you call it the um the um fast mm-hmm. yeah okay. the pale grant and i got like how much i got like three grand from um being in a band and then i still had like a like a lot of money left over to be able to, to have to pay, you know? So taking out them loans, man. And then, you know, some of the classes, you know, you had to have like a, like a C plus to be able to pass. Like if you didn't have a C plus you had to retake the class over again. So, you know, like, Pass not passing like a couple of my classes, it really like set me back a lot. But that was on my part though. I had a lot going on. I was in the band, I was doing extracurricular and stuff like that. And it was just a lot. But I'm not saying this for everyone, but definitely, definitely, definitely that part for me, when I seen how much student loan debt occurred over a amount of time, like it literally blew my mind.
0: But, you know, Shamaya, it seems like you did really good with, you know, your scholarships and things like think of you didn't have that. I know. And, I know. It was a lot of I mean, a lot of kids didn't. You know, they
1: had to pay out of pocket. And oh some, my kids, some kids had to go home like I was um, like because, you know, me and Keisha, we went to um, we went to JSU together. We were roommates room our right. first year. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, we both did very, very well, but to see people from our home, you know, our home state come down and then not be able to afford college and then have to have, you know, would have to go back home because they couldn't afford it. You know, like Mm -hmm. it was a lot, like it was really, really a lot. So, I mean, I was pretty blessed. So I am thankful for all the help that I had. But when I go back and I see them student loan receipts, honey, I'm like, oh,
0: there had to have been a better way. <laughs> you know what? Right. I think we all could have did a little bit better. With the student Shamaya, what's the best financial advice you've ever been given? Invest. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the moment
1: of truth for me. When I became like a full fledged entrepreneur, I wondered, like, why, how, how, how was it that these entrepreneurs could be out here doing what they love? You know, they're doing what they love and they're able to make ends meet. Because I'm not going to say that being an entrepreneur just starting off is like immediate success. No, it took me so long to get. Stability, and I'm not even at the peak that I want to be at or that I see myself at. But when I got into it, and I started to, you know, talk to other entrepreneurs and work with other entrepreneurs and see how they do things, and really like get myself into these circles, you know, and to learn from their past mistakes and learn from what they're doing now like that really really opened my eyes to you have to you have to revamp your money you have to investing in a lot of different things will help you so so much especially in this time in this time there we can't just depend on one job like we have to have Many, many things going on because the dollar is consistently evolving, like technology is consistently evolving. And the more those things evolve, the more our money has to evolve. It just it just it just is what it is. Right. You know, just just the thought of investing and saving my money and really putting my money to good use was the best advice that I have
0: gotten. Okay. I have another question for you. What people around you influenced you to be an entrepreneur? You said you had other people in your life that inspired you to do that. Like what walks of life are these people from? Are these people that you went to college with, family, coworkers, Mm -hmm. like the people that influenced you, where did you come in contact
1: with them? Honestly, in order for me to be able to come in contact with these people, I had to become these people. And that was when I, I, cause I do a lot of, I do a lot of listening, you know, to other, Mm -hmm. other podcasts and things like business awareness, you know, and just things to just spark my mind, you know, and one thing that I learned from just reading and stuff in order to become what you want to be around, you have to become that you have to immerse yourself into it. There's no way you can't be on one side with one foot in the door. no, it's either you're gonna be all in it or not. You know, like you have to make that decision. you have to make that choice. but once I fully immersed myself into actually being an entrepreneur, you know it's it's kind of like the doors just started opening and up so it would be coworkers, you know, a little bit of everybody. It would be coworkers. You know, it would be people who who aren't even in the same field as me. It would be, right. you know, people who, um, kids, even kids, because these kids, these kids these days are not playing with us.
0: No, they they're not, not here people, for the
1: games. Yes.
0: No, you're right. You're right. People. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. They will blow your mind. Like,
0: listen, <laughs> I can relate. You know, a lot of people like to kind of turn the nose up and look at the younger generation like, oh, they don't know nothing. They stupid. But some of these young people are brilliant.
1: brilliant.
0: They are brilliant. They know these stocks. And if you we need to listen to them. I, I was recently reading a book by um, Tiffany Austin. Okay. The, it's called The Journey of Faith. And she mentioned that. um you know, young people are wise too. It's not just the old people that are wise. So I can definitely relate to that. Um, and my next question for you, Shemaya, is how do you spend quality time with your kid?
1: Ooh, man, (laughs) between everything that we got going on, I mean, we just take every moment we can, like, you know, um, I haven't told anyone this, um, and this is kind of pretty personal, but when we, because, you know, we we relocated to Atlanta, Georgia. And um, during a pandemic, right. <laughs> in, in one of the largest hot spots in America. We <laughs> right when everything started kicking off, <laughs> we moved here and we relocated here, but we we felt like it was the best decision however with our son we decided to um allow him to spend more time with my mother-in-law which is um, my fiance's mother and Uh you know we go back and forth to visit but when I say it is like extremely hard like being away from my son like that like it is so so hard like we talk on the phone all the time you know I'm still there I'm still present you know but being away from him is crazy so we just try to visit like every 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 chance we get because out here we're so busy like we are so 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 busy And I'm glad that we have the support system that we have because a lot of people don't have people to be able to fall back on like that. Like I'm, I'm really, really grateful for everything that, you know, his family is doing and even my family like we're just so grateful that we have the support like they're actually behind us and they know like my entrepreneurial struggle like they know all of that and they're like you know what whatever it is that we can do to help y'all get things off the ground that's what we're gonna do but I mean when he's with us though like we just spend every single moment with him every single moment, like there's, there's not like, we do everything with him. Like our whole, everything that we have going on, it stops, it pauses because, you know, he's the, he's the thing that's driving us to be able to do what we're doing. You know, he's like our fuel. So we want to make sure that we're so present in his life. Like, you know, it's not going to, it's temporary, but it's not, it's not going to be permanent. No, we just wanted to get here, get things settled and really like create a life for him, a comfortable life for him. Um, It hasn't been long though, you know, we just wanted to make sure that everything is good. And then plus with daycare here, oh my gosh, like the daycare here is so hard. It's so, 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 so hard to find daycare, you know, that are accepting new students mm-hmm. because of the whole pandemic thing. It, it, there's nowhere right. for him to go. He's only he he'll be two in April, you know. So he's still young, you know. Yeah.
0: Shemaya, <laughs> that's a blessing. Well, Maya, that's a blessing. And also um, another thing to consider is that your child is building meaningful relationships with his grandparents. Yes. You know, you. It, just for a child to know like this is somebody that I have mm-hmm. that's beautiful, so don't feel bad about oh, that, well. you know <laughs> and that is you know it gives you a chance you and your fiance mm-hmm. right it gives you a chance to like you said, establish yourself without having him you know bouncing around right. at different daycares and stuff like that, like he has a right. home away from home um. Shamaya, what does self care look like for you? What do you do for yourself?
1: Self care for me, <laughs> whenever I can get it. Um, self care is me just laying in the bed all day <laughs> because I'm so busy. Like I'm, I'm doing so much. Even when I'm, you know even when i'm not really tending to my brand like i'm supposed to i'm at work with my clients like you know it's kind of like a double life a triple quadruple life that i have right now so Mm -hmm. it's like self-care to me is just having a completely just off day where i don't have to do anything where i just don't have to think about anything and probably like read a book or something, watch my shows, catch up on everything, you know, take a bath, get my nails done, you know, just simple stuff that I really don't get a chance to do on a regular. And I just really take advantage of those things.
0: Yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking like you are the person other people come to to take care of themselves. (laughs) Like when other women are feeling like, okay, I need to get my hair done. Yeah. They come to you. So how does the person that's, you know, taking care of everyone else take care of, themselves? Exactly. yeah. I mean, so, yeah, laying in a bed is a, is a good way <laughs> to say <see>. <laughs> girl. Watch some TV, you know, yes. get caught up on the new shows. Yes. Shamaya, Shamaya, do you have a philosophy about money? A philosophy about money.
1: What am I always doing? Um, A philosophy about money for me would be recycle that stuff. Like, <laughs> recycle it and make your money work for you. Like, you know, if this is something, if you put in your money towards something, I'm always calculating on how I'm going to get it back times maybe like three or five. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, but I have to think being a hairstylist, it makes you think that way. Being an entrepreneur makes you think that way. Like you want to make sure that every penny that you put down on something, is it beneficial to what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go, and what you need to have? That
0: is one of the philosophies that I am. Okay. So you look at the big picture, like how is this? going to contribute to what my ultimate Mm -hmm. goal is so you don't have time for like basically wasting your money on crap (laughs) i can think of about a thousand different ways to use this money better how old is your kid he will be two april 5th he's he's so young
1: and he's so intelligent it's crazy
0: Right. Maya, what financial goal do you have for your family and how do you intend on getting there? Girl, we trying to get this bag, okay? That's number one. But we're trying
1: to have a responsible bag and we're trying to have a well-oiled, machined bag that consistently mm-hmm. grows. And I'm not saying that we won't lose money or we won't take hits because you know, entrepreneur life, you take a lot of L's, but you also come back really, really good. So it's it's about the consistent success part for me. Um consistency.
0: <laughs> like right. <yeah. laughs> right. I noticed that you said that you and your fiance relocated to Atlanta together, right? right? So is he on an entrepreneur journey with you as well? He is actually. He, but he, um, he he
1: has the type of job where he doesn't have to go to an actual place, um, to to clock in and do all that extra. So it's easier for him. He can just, you know, he can mold his schedule the way he wants to mold it. Um, but he's with me every step of the way, and we actually are brainstorming some things right now that we're getting ready to launch in a little bit. You know, you know.
0: Okay, so you're building a business yes. together.
1: So oh, outside okay. of my own brand, we're also doing our thing too.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Me and my husband talk about mm-hmm. that sometime, but we got to find something uh that we can work together on because he paints cars and and of course I do my own thing, but I I can't see myself out there <laughs> painting vehicles. Exactly. So we gotta figure out what's gonna work for both of us. And also yes. <laughs> and also I know like relocating and leaving your son with his grandparents makes you go like 10 times harder you, you gotta you got to make sure that this was not it in vain, has to work. So. it has
1: to work there is no other way it has to work and it's gonna work period that's just where my mind is I mean <laughs> that's just where my mind is <laughs>
0: right Shamaya what advice would you give to any other moms that want to get into your industry hmm my advice is
1: to number one cherish every part of the journey, the ups, the downs, the stagnant parts where you don't see no movement, like the the boring parts, the hard parts, the the, the scary parts. Um, but all in all just keep keep your family in mind keep your children in mind think of how many generations after them are going to benefit from the cycle that you're starting them on because another thing I'm I'm all about breaking generational curses I'm so about that like I I believe in that so much It's crazy. And it's like we're starting to see some of those generational curses start to break off and we need to keep this momentum going. So no matter how hard or how much you cry, because I've cried a whole lot over my business because I believe in it so much. I cry a lot. I stay up. I lose Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I lose sleep because my mind is always working, but just to cherish every moment because it's a lot of people out here who wanted to do what you do, you know, and not able to do it. So I just say until until my hands don't work no more and the good Lord takes my gifts away from me. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep rolling with the punches because it's somebody that is looking up to me somewhere, even if it's not really, you know, even if my child doesn't really see it now, he's going to see it later. And, but it's always somebody watching me always. I get DMs a lot you know, inspirational DMs a lot, you know, and people just like, I love what you're doing. You inspire me like, you know, a lot, you know, and my classmates too, that I went to hair school with, they're like, girl, you really doing it? Go, go, go. You know, so it just really, really, really makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing because I do have that support. And I do know that there are people watching me regardless of if I know they're watching me or not.
0: Yeah. Shemai, you have a really good um, brand. I love your hair Thank oil. You. I have... You're welcome. You you know, I have dreads, and it's hard to find something that really penetrates mm-hmm. like my scalp, and it, it gets the job mm-hmm. done for sure. Okay. What's one thing you think all moms should know? One thing all moms should know is...
1: You know, we wear many hats, but our lives are not our lives anymore. They're our children's, you know? I mean, we still have our own things that we want to do. And yeah, we can do them. We can still do all that. But we have to think that every decision and every move we make alters the reality and the perception of our child's reality. We have to remember that. So whenever we're doing things, we have to remember there's a butterfly effect that is definitely going to affect our child, regardless of if it's indirectly or or directly, whether they know it or not, it's going to, you know, our kids pick up on everything. They're really intelligent. So one thing I would say is because we want our son to be able to understand what entrepreneurial life is so we become that so we can be that role model for him.
0: Right, right. That's lead by example. Okay, and Shamaya, I have a segment where um, we give advice. And I'm going to ask a question. I want you to give your take on it, and I'll give my take on it as well. And the question for this show is, what advice would you have for any mom suffering from mom guilt?
1: Ooh, this one hits. Oh, girl. This one hit. This one hit. Who? <laughs> you're not a bad mom. You know, I mean, we make some effed up situations sometimes, you know, we and, and decisions sometimes, you know, but through our child's eyes, we are so perfect. Like we see all the imperfections that we see, but they don't understand none of that. They see us, their mom. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's moms out there in the struggle. You know, I came from a background, you you already know, like we, we, we didn't grow up in the nicest of neighborhoods sometimes. <laughs> and we right. didn't have a lot of the advantages of, you know, of our, of other people we knew, you know, in better neighborhoods, we didn't grow up like that. That's what I said, you know, but it, our moms and our like they tried so hard to outshine our situation and outshine that. No matter if they was broke, they still did for us. If they didn't have it, we still they still tried to have it. You know, I mean just you're just not a bad mom. You know, you're doing you're doing everything you can. And yes, we can we can be a lot hard on ourselves. Like we can be really really hard on ourselves when it comes to our children like cuz I get mom guilt a lot like especially with him not being with us a lot like it girl like I'm trying not to cry just talking oh. about it because you know, I mean I just have to keep in mind that this is the best decision for him right now. And if we didn't, what What if we didn't move? What if we just stayed right. where we were? A lot of the things that we have going on would not be possible. And I just have to keep that in my mind. Like when all of this is over, when he's back with us, when, you know, we're a complete family again. Like we're, you know, and mind you, this was just, this was our own decision. It wasn't like court mandated or nothing like that. No, it was, it was completely a decision that we decided to make as parents, Um, you know, and no, no one had to force us to make this decision. Um, But when we think about it, we have to just say, he's his life is going to be so great. (laughs) It's going to be so great. But, um, yeah, like the mom guilt thing is real, bruh. Like that, the mom guilt thing is real. But I just try to, I just try to just stick with it, man. And just know that in the end, everything is going to be fine.
0: Aw. Well, Shamaya, first of all, I want to give you a long distance hug from one mom to another. (laughs) You're welcome. And I want to say a couple things as far as the uh, long distance thing. You know, our Black people, we've been doing this for generations. Mm -hmm. You know, I was reading a book not too long ago, basically talking about the great migration of when Black people, you know, came basically to Detroit Mm -hmm. and, you know, different places that had factories, they would leave their children home with their parents. And, you know, a lot of the reason that, we have what we have today is because we had to lean on our families Mm -hmm. and, you know, to make a better lives for our kids. So do not feel bad about that at all. Like you said, you you strategized about this. Like you was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going (laughs) to go down. And you executing, like to do that? it's like you can stay where you at or you can go somewhere like a few generations ago when, imagine if our people would have just stayed down South and, you wow. know, been shared and stuff like that, like they had to make those decisions to project their family mm-hmm. in the future. So kudos to you. You are definitely doing your thing and your products is the bomb. <laughs> and I'm, you do inspire people. You inspire me. That's why I wanted to have you on a podcast. Oh, I'm like, okay. she is doing something and, you know, other people need to hear this. Other moms need to hear this. And my um, advice would be is uh, you, you put it perfectly. You're not a bad mom. You're not a bad mom at all. Um, Shamaya, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being on my show.
1: I'm glad to be here. I'm so proud of you and doing all this stuff. Like, if we need to do more of this
0: like yeah talk about it you know what i mean like this is real and um you know like i said i started this i hear a lot of people talking about finances and stuff but i'm not hearing it from a mom's Mm -hmm. point of view you know what i mean and when you're a mom you can't turn that off like uh yeah i can do that but i I got little people to take (laughs) care of you know i can't just be doing like i gotta consider that so Yeah. yeah and you are the perfect example for sure um. You're welcome. Congratulations, Shemaya! You are officially a money mom. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love
1: it. Thank you so much.